This podcast was created as a part of Podcast Lab by India Film Project in association with Anchor by Spotify. WWE is male soap opera. Okay, it's saaz bhi kabi bahut hi without the for men. The reason yeah. is it is scripted. Yes. Anything that is scripted is not technically sport. Howdy cowboys and cowgirls. Welcome to episode 2 of the Anxious Millennial Cowboy Show, the AMC. It's fake, it's scripted. It's not even a real sport. It's soap opera, it's melodrama. Why are you even watching this? If you're a wrestling fan, you're pretty much used to these remarks from the people around you, your friends or your family. And you feel compelled to defend this art form that you fell in love with. Because when people say wrestling is fake, they're essentially discrediting the wrestlers and their body of work. The career-ending injuries they suffered, the bruises and the pain that they endured. Wrestling is in fact more real than any other TV show, featuring death-defying stunts performed in front of an audience of thousands each and every week. Wrestlers go through years and years of training before they're even allowed to step inside a wrestling ring. But where all these opponents of wrestling are right is yes that wrestling is predetermined it is scripted the winner is decided by the booker or the promoter and the competitors work together to tell a story pulling off moves that look dangerous yet breathtaking moves that we've all tried on our siblings i mean if you haven't choke slammed or speared your sibling can you even call yourself a real wrestling fan at this point So this is the modern day version of wrestling that we see on our TV screens. On WWE Raw, on WWE SmackDown and AEW Dynamite. However, this wasn't the way the sport started out. It pretty much began as a legitimate athletic competition. And now if you're wondering what led it to become fake, what's the story behind this evolution of professional wrestling? Then boys and girls let's get right into it Wrestling was essentially a carnival act or what you would refer to as melas in India beginning somewhere in the 1860s and 1870s wrestlers competed to entertain the crowd and to give it that glamour associated with these carnivals they would wear colorful costumes and create fictional backstories to their characters to add more drama to those proceedings and most of these matches were legitimate athletic competitions that used to last for hours and hours and like the story that is as old as time the purity of competition was corrupted when you guessed it right money became involved money became the name of this contest and deception became perhaps the only way to make money the motive was to squeeze out as much cash as possible which fundamentally changed the way people approached professional wrestling the sports media of that time was hellbent on exposing the secrets of the business as a result of which interest in wrestling began to diminish a little in the 1910s however a revolution came to the force in canada 
which became a center of professional wrestling. A group of three individuals known as the Gold Dust Trio came together and developed most of the features associated with modern day wrestling, adding a time limit to matches, more acrobatic moves. They moved wrestling out of these carnivals to theaters and eventually to these arenas. They in fact went on to create the first wrestling promotion in this process, making the smart move of signing wrestlers to exclusive contracts. But wrestling was still a very fragile business, always living in the fear of being exposed. It was in New York in 1933 when a collation of promoters decided to form a cartel of sorts, putting one promoter, Jack Pfeiffer, out of business. Jack, a promoter himself, took revenge, exposing the entire business in an interview with Dan Parker, the sports editor of the New York Daily Mirror. Fans had always suspected that wrestling wasn't a true competition, and they had chosen to like it anyway. But this revelation soured the relationship with the press, provoking bitterness amongst the media community. And in 1989, this wall of kayfabe was completely burned down when Vince McMahon asked the New Jersey state senator to consider wrestling an activity providing entertainment to the spectators rather than a bona fide athletic contest. 32 years later, and here we are. Wrestling is still on our television screens and definitely more profitable than ever before. Their biggest secret did not exactly cause the business to crumble. It's like somebody telling you that Santa Claus is fake. Spoiler alert. You don't stop celebrating Christmas because you continue to enjoy the spirit of the holiday. Wrestling has always had an innate ability to perpetuate a fantasy. If you want to know more about this evolution of professional wrestling, you can either read the works of Professor Dan Glenday, Department of Sociology at Brock University, or watch Laurie Blake's Is Wrestling Fake Explained video on YouTube, the link to which has been provided in the description. So that's it folks for this week's episode. The time has come for me to bid you adieu. Goodbye, good night, and stay safe. And in case you want to reach out to me to talk and discuss professional wrestling, cricket, or even movies, you can ping me at ishankakar07, that is I-S-H-A-N-K-A-C-K-E-R-07 on Instagram, or ikakar, that is I-K-A-C-K-E-R on Twitter. So in case either one of them is down, you can still reach out to me. Next week on the Anxious Millennial Cowboy Show, we look at what happened after the day Vince McMahon exposed the entire professional wrestling business in 1989.